the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour, each and every week, Sunday nights, dissecting and rejecting political talking points by both parties. So we can get to the heart of the issue each and every time. And for five days, five days on my favorite talk shows, mainly have spent hours upon hours discussing the uh, acceptability of a 30-something-year-old man dating teenagers and now a Saturday Night Live comedian uh, fondling a ex-Playboy stripper and how uh, somehow this overshadows and supersedes protectionist policies cut strictly on our behalf, wartime sanctions on the consumers of America, protecting union businesses so that costs stay high, so that phony baloney jobs are subsidized per usual. But that's not my favorite part of what is getting some play. Mainly it's being sold by the Democrat Obama money bundler, third-generation Goldman Sachs banker Steve Mnuchin. Who I'll tell you what, if that face doesn't scream high-priced uh, uh, lap dances, nobody else does. I can't stand to even look at him. Oh, alone, come on, you love him. Let alone, i got to pretend that he's going to help the middle class. A guy who's worth 50 to $60 million himself, that he made as an investment banker, now is so self-loathing, he wants to destroy anybody making over $250,000. And those are the real numbers, as you hear Woody from Toy Story, Paul Ryan come out. He's helping you. This is another guy who never had a job. But we're all going to be distracted by a senator, whether it be Al Franken, who is was only elected originally because somebody showed up with ballots in the trunk. Always been one of my favorite election stories. But I'm old enough to remember when the lion of the Senate, the original bell-bottom Kennedy, threw a waitress onto a table, then onto that other scoundrel Chris Dodd, right? A 103-pound, 5-foot-3 waitress that they assaulted in a restaurant in front of two other drunk women that they were on a date with, both of whom were married at the time. And somehow that got played off as, oh, she wanted it, and not a peep was said about it, aside from a few conservative talk shows, right? The menage a trois as it was sold. As that poor, hard-working waitress, she was demonized. And then what happens? He goes on to be... Uh, uh, really evangelized by everybody after he died. He was, he, he was given speeches, the lion of the Senate, this great, a guy who was riddled in scandal from the time the woman drowned in his car 
where he swam to shore and got a good night's sleep and reported it later. Yeah, and shower fresh clothes. I mean, and then we're supposed to pretend. How about the other guy, Barney Frank, with the male prostitute out of his own apartment? These are these are senators, right? Congressmen, senators. That, that, that Washington is part-time jobs of phony baloney with their, with their jobs, pretending that these are noblemen among us. When you, the scandals are outrageous, Bob Menendez, right? He's getting a, 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 a guy is flying a campaign donor, yep. flying him on his private jet to Costa Rica for thirty dollar an hour prostitutes, right? Along with some shady campaign contributions, and he's safe as could be. Somehow there's a hung jury. Yeah, he takes the uh, the hung jury as an abject victory. And now we're discussing, and you know what's what's really been sickening, really sickening about this entire political cycle. It's a long list. It's really, but but I was so excited after Obama. I thought to myself, God, these they, finally these, these Republicans will unite, and we will get back to what the the country is really about about the liberty. <laughs> really, <laughs> it is funny to a certain point, right? We'll get back to wanting small government, to the separation of the economy and state. We're going to get back to the individual property rights in each and of every one of us. Everything that everyone was yelling about for the Obama years, and what is the reality? Is that Republicans now? are not just arguing about protectionism, right, this, this ridiculous national populism nonsense with their Caddyshack hats on. They're arguing for more manipulation of a progressive tax because all they're really concerned about is the mobocracy that, that's created as 50% plus don't pay any taxes through this new Republican three-card Monty tax scheme sold by Republicans and, and all the phone calls. This is a great tax plan because they don't care. They just want to be part of the welfare patriots, the army of welfare patriots. That's all they're concerned with. There's a lot of power consolidated in that spending. The exactly. less money they spend, the less power they have. And, and that, well, Don't worry, we're going to protect that spending. We're going to protect well, the know. spending, and we're going to protect the record amounts of money the government seizes from its people. Th- that we're, the Republicans are all on board with protecting. Now, i got to listen to these buffoons call shows up and tell me how normal it is, normal, for a 32-year-old man to go after teenagers, so much so that he's banned from strip malls. Right. Right. They want to litigate each and case. Oh, I don't think the handwriting was real. I don't know if I believe her after 40 years. Forget about the fact. Oh, my favorite is the uh, 150 years ago, 14 and 16-year-olds were starting families. That's another one sold by Moran. Yeah, and there was a 45-year life expectancy. Six girls come forward. Other witnesses come forward. He, the guy has a propensity for chasing teenagers. This son of a gun thinks the Girl Scouts is, t- is uh, what is it called, Tinder. Right? He's flipping to the left and right. I'm going to tell you something. When Republicans start selling low-life positions, whether they be uh, the, the, the nonsense of socialism in a progressive text, whether they sell protectionism, that's failed every single place it's been implemented. But now you're... you're promoting the immorality of men dating teenagers as if it's somehow at some point in history acceptable is outrageous to me. So if you want to listen to that, listen, there's not there a guy that's telling you how to grow a fern on a balcony in a shady area yep. up the dial? Go listen to him. If you want to talk about the ridiculousness of, of Republicans embracing Keynesian taxation, then call 312-642-5600. Verlanded. Verlan. 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 He's on the line. Sorry. Verlan. So put him on because I love Verlan, number on. one. And, and, and he, he had an unusual request. Yeah. He wants me to ask him a question. So I'm going to. You ready? Okay. I'm waiting. Verlan, do you think. What's up, brother? What, what's going on, brother? Not much. Do you. I'm so, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm so white, man, arguing with these liberals the last few days. 
I, I just want to. I just want you to ask me a question, man. Okay. I'm, I'm just well, like, when you say arguing with the liberals, I'm assuming you mean Stephen Moore. I think he's I'm talking assuming, about his brother, actually. I'm assuming you mean <laughs> side saddle Grover Norquist. All the, the he used to be Republicans. They used to be Republican economists. They used to be free market guys that are now selling tax the rich. They're no good. Are you buying that? Are you buying this tax no. plan? Or should it no, be used no, as the no, charmin it is? You, you were right. You were right when we talked about it. This, I, I'm not buying it to a progressive tax. It should be a flat tax. Everybody should have skin in the game, period. Ver- Unless you're a bum on the street, you should have, you should have skin in the game. Verlan, you know what I encountered at the cigar house, Elmhurst Cigar House, where you tend to frequent once in a while? You know what I encountered yeah. today? And it was a smart man. Okay, and I could tell from what he was doing, he was leaning towards, you know, they sell socialism even though they don't think they are. And uh, I asked him, what is a progressive tax? And do you know what this guy said to me? Do you know what he said to me? I'm going to tell you something. People don't know this. People don't know what a progressive tax is. He said, well, if you make $100,000 and you pay $30,000 a year income, a guy who makes $200,000 should pay sixty. You realize that's not a progressive tax, right? That's not a progressive tax. Right. That that's a version of of a, of a of a flat tax. Essentially, yeah, same per, uh, same percentage. Right. That's what people think it is. A progressive tax is built like staircases. Yeah. The more you make, the higher of persecution the right. of persecution. Let's call it what it is. It's extortion and persecution. And what those staircases do is they limit you on a money an amount of money you can make. And each stair you go up, they take a bigger chunk of the dollar. And ideally, if they had their way, they would make it so that no matter how much money you actually made pre-tax, you would end up with approximately the same amount of money for everybody. But I remember, Verlan, you remember all the outrage about the immigration? Do you remember? Yes. All, of the, all of the Republicans were outraged about the earned income tax credit. They couldn't believe that immigrants, be they new or be they illegal, were somehow getting earned income tax. It was the most outrageous thing they ever heard of. But when Republicans double it, do you hear any of these frauds, these pretend free market Republicans say, I I don't think I should have it? They just hope they're in on it because now it's twenty four thousand. Right now you get that earned income tax credit for twenty four thousand. Now, if you have kids, we're going to give you sixteen hundred instead of a thousand. So all they really wanted was to be cut in on the welfare train. They weren't rejecting the train. (laughs) I mean, it's sickening. So at this point, Verlan, I mean it. Republicans, they're Manchurian socialists, and I am disgusted, and I'll be the first to say it. You know, you and I have talked many a times. I liked uh, Ted Cruz. I liked Mike Lee. If they remain silent, I give them to Wednesday. If they remain silent, they're dead to me, too. Now you're done, too. Wow. Wow. Okay? Because you either stand for principles or you're part of the yes crowd, and I don't need them anymore. So reject it because you're a fundamentalist. Reject it because you know what liberty is. You know what property rights are. Don't sit in a room with an R on with your stupid Caddyshack hat on and pretend you care about the middle class because you don't if you don't reject this. Reject it. I have to interrupt you here because you said if you want to talk about real issues to call us, we are not talking about sex with 14-year-olds. And I've already screened two calls that wanted to talk about sex with 14-year-olds. So try you to listen. Don't call. We're not putting you on. This is the Liberty Hour. If you want to talk about something important, 312-642-5600. We are not cattle drive radio, baby. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. This is the Liberty Hour, each and every Sunday night. Espousing liberty, rejecting tyranny. We reject 
these these tinkering, this social engineering through taxation. I, I will get you one day. I know you will. I, I've tried so. I mean, people have no idea what happens here it's in between okay. the segments. I will not be sidetracked. I almost got you with that one. Almost did. That's very close. But what we obtain too cheap, we esteem too lightly. You know who said that? You. Thomas Paine. Thomas Paine. And it was, so prof- it was so profound, and it was so accurate, and it was so descriptive of not just liberty and freedom, but of property rights, that now we have Manchurian Republicans. That's what they are. They're socialists pretending not to be. And they get on, and they get elected, and I mean even Trump. He gets elected, and what are you doing hiring a, a Democrat money bundler? I thought you were asking me for a second. A guy dumb enough to dye his hair and pretend it's black, Steve Mnuchin, this fraud, Goldman Sachs third-generation banker, lowlife, subsidies, bailouts. This is what he knows. This is what he likes. And he creates these webs of tyranny, of taxation, of laws, so that people who pay, like his old employer, Goldman Sachs, like his father's grandfather and father, like himself, who have the accountants and the lawyers, they don't pay the taxes that he's imposing on you. See, that's what this is about. So you're gonna, he's going to demonize the very rich he was a member of, and he is a member of, the high-income earners he no longer wants to participate in. And he will create a mobocracy the same as Hillary Clinton would have, the same as Barack Obama did. And he will promote it and sell it of taxing the rich. He tried to do that with uh, Bill Hemmer. Bill Hemmer, by the way. Kudos should, to Bill Hemmer. Bill Hem- Hemmer should run for something. And I'm dead serious mm, about this. I, don't know about that. I thought he did a phenomenal job on Fox. I don't even know the name of the show he's on anymore because I, I stopped watching it. Yeah. You know, I mean, when, when Varney, the socialist Varney. For the purposes is, is, of the show, we'll just call it the Bill Hemmer Let's program. call it the Bill Hemmer. You know, you, you cut the clips. I did. Give me, uh, I think it's the third one down there. Hansel. Oh, no. Shot in the dark. Gary Cohn was out this week uh, with an event with the Wall Street Journal. This was the question. Watch for the answer, and I'll get you to talk about it next. If the tax reform bill goes through, do you plan to increase investment, uh, uh, your company's investment, capital investment, just to show up hands if the tax reform goes through? There's like two hands out of 70. Okay. Uh-huh. Why, why, why aren't the other hands up? Why aren't they up, Mr. Secretary? See, must have been a tired crowd there. I've literally met with hundreds and hundreds of business executives, big business, small business. Everybody's very excited about this, especially the expensing provisions. That's going to have a huge impact. And I can tell you all the international companies I've spoken with think a 20 percent corporate tax on a territorial system is going to bring back a lot of jobs and trillions of dollars here into the economy. They think it. See, this is what he's and selling. And he's very it. concerned with what foreign companies think, by the and, way. And, but here's the thing. This is, we hit it. I hit that. I wanted to, to, you to go to that one because their biggest selling point for this debacle, this fraud, this scheme, is that they're going to lower a corporate tax. And that is somehow going to bring in tons of money and make up any of the deficits or any of the other things to protect their spending. Right. right. So their biggest selling point is this corporate tax cut. And it is based on a weak assumption. But when you put 75 business owners in a room and you say, how many of you will reinvest that money into the company? And two raise their hands. And two raise their hands. That's about what I would expect. Should you take a deep breath and say, well, wait a minute. So far, the assumptions we've made on the basis of government and taxation have been wrong since 1913. To pile on top of that, a lot of these companies have been 
cutting costs internally to try to keep their prices the same, to keep from raising prices. So what you're going to do is just give a little bit of relief to the bottom line. They're just going to pocket it. And this is what I had said. When the capitalists unite, when the capitalists come together, they will shut this down. See, when you attack the people, let us talk for one moment about how important the private equity in the, in the economy really is. The rest of it is all fodder. Public spending, municipal workers, if that worked, the Soviet Union would be a powerhouse, a financial powerhouse. Instead, it's gone because it doesn't work. Government spending, not only is it riddled with waste, fraud, and abuse, it's a failure each and every time. It poisons the well of the real economy. So when you have a section of your society where those people are the entrepreneurs and those are the people that create businesses and create jobs and you attack them, in every single instance, they retract and they stop producing. That's called disincentivizing your, uh, your work, your achievements. When you do that, wealthy people don't need to do it anymore. So Mnuchin, Trump, Ryan, McConnell, all wrong. And so are Side Saddle, Grover, Norquist, and I don't know what happened to Stephen Moore. I don't either. I mean, I know he's recently it's, married it's, again. It's been a slow slide, but it's been a slide. I, I mean, it's he's all in selling this. And as we dissected, you want to know something? I'm so proud of that show we recorded when I went to Florida for last Sunday. Okay. I am so proud of it. You know why? We exposed at that point that during the morning show with Dan and Amy, he didn't even know what was in the bill he's been selling. For no, he was very surprised at the fact that there was going to be something that would affect the taxation of his alimony. And, and the things yeah. that are in this, the diabolical nature, this is another 1,000-page bill. They pretend oh, yeah. that you could fill it out on a card. It's, it's a 1,000 no. pages. They haven't read it. These people who are supporting it and voting on it, that's why I'll give Ron Johnson credit. It doesn't tear away any part of the tax code. All it does is insert little amendatory phrases into a bunch of it. And that's, I mean, you're complicating the tax code more. You know, and here's how you know, Macbeth, you, I'm, as a real estate broker, when the Obama... Uh, are you a real estate broker? I'm a real estate. Oh, you never mentioned that. As a real estate broker, when the Obama uh, single payer, which was on path to be a single payer called Obamacare, was passed, we all knew that the taxation would come in. So what they did is they staggered the taxation over years. Right. And in two thousand, they had a two year jump. They had a two year jump. And in two thousand and thirteen, they passed a tax that was sold as a benign tax. You know what that tax was? It's an interesting tax. If you're a single person, or you're the, you don't even, if you're on on title to home, one single person. And you sell your home. So think of a widow. And you sell your home after $250,000 of profit. Now think about women and seniors we know. Seniors. They buy their houses in the 60s for $60,000. Right. They might have been in Oak Brook. They sell it now. It's a million-dollar house. Right. Anything after $200,000, $250,000 for single, $500,000 for a couple. Capital gains, right? 3.8 just in Obama tax. Yeah. So they also increased... The capital gains from 15 to 20 percent. Right. That's all in 2013. Do you know this Republican tax bill leaves all that intact? Of course it does. It leaves the 2013 increases made for Obama by Obama to support Obama, his spending, his taxation, and his, his single-payer health care plan. It, why would it leave it intact? And well, yet it claims only to on be a principle. Cut. Only on principle can the argument be made because nobody's going to feel sorry for somebody making over $250,000 of profit on one transaction. So what you've done is you've, you've created the mobocracy that the socialists thrive on. The idea that out of jealousy, out of envy, out of, out, out of, the, out of that viciousness that it creates, you will allow the majority of your society to attack the minority. 
And not just attack them, you're attacking their property rights. Right. And you know what sickens me? It's working. Yeah. And it's being sold by Republicans. That is why a saboteur to your beliefs is worse than an opponent. Because we knew what this was, and we fought it united in 2010, the birth of the Tea Party. Can I drop one on you that'll uh, make a blood vessel pop before the break? Yeah, why not? I don't see a lot of CEOs coming out saying, yeah, this is great. We can't wait. We've got operations overseas. We can't wait to bring that money back. Where is that voice? Um, hi. I've heard that voice, whether it's Apple or other companies. We have lots of people who are lined up in support of this, the business roundtable, um, financial services. There, there's a lot of excitement about this plan. People understand this is all about making American business competitive. If we can have our business compete on a level playing field, they can outperform anyone in the world. Financial services, as he mentioned, yeah. because it's banking. Yeah. And that's what he will always protect. That is the key to this. And that's what we will always underwrite, right? Because the bankers, they, they have the leash around our neck. And then he mentioned Apple. And he mentioned who sits on that business roundtable. I'm going to tell you something that sickens me about this business roundtable. Yeah. It is the epitome of corporatism. Of course. Because this business roundtable with that fraud, Elon Musk, subsidized billionaire, that scoundrel, didn't he uh, step back from the business roundtable? He table? stepped back from it, but that doesn't, that but doesn't mean still, the subsidies it's will still stop. still in the email loop, right? And Bezos has his back because there's another subsidized, the richest man in the world, Bezos. Because what you have there is favoritism to that, th- those companies. Those companies have the ear of the power. So they will use that government power. They will misuse it and abuse it to protect their standing. Because the only way monopolies are created and the only way they hold power is through using government force to beat back competition. And now we're going to go into tariffs. See, we're transitioning, baby. Liberty Hour, if you want to talk about something important, give us a call. 312-642-5600. You want to talk about senators, let's call the guy who tell you how to grow a fern. Now, back to the Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. There will be people who make more than a million dollars in high-tax states that will be paying more. And as the president has said, this is not a tax plan to cut taxes for rich people. This is a tax plan to make businesses competitive and give middle-income taxpayers. When I hear that M word, I think it's code, you know, and I'm used to hearing it from the left for many years. I think you are as well. I think you would admit that. But this is a Republican majority in the House and in the Senate. What do you want for your kids? I'm curious, all those people out there who are so excited, so excited that you're going to be part of that 51% of the, of the citizens that don't pay any taxes, right. that you're actually going to be part of that where you may even get more money than you ever paid, you actually are a windfall for just existing. What do you want for your kids? Is that what you want for your kids? Man. You just want welfare? Or do you want them to have the ability to be anything they could be? Do you want them to have aspirations of greatness? Do you think, man, I hope this kid's the next blah, whatever it is, the next surgeon that cures cancer. That's what I'm going for, the next blah. The next anything. You know, Macbeth, I spend, uh, I, spend, I spend this whole week trying to sell real estate, right? And i got to tell you something, it's hard. Right? Is, is the key word there trying? Yeah, trying. You go down to Florida, and, and, and you know, it's, it's amazing. because you're, some good pictures, though. Oh, i got some good pictures. Nice and, sunset. 
it, it's wonderful. And nice you, beach. It, and I spend time walking on the you beach. You spend a beautiful, send a beautiful picture to Proft. Send a beautiful picture to Proft. And I and, and you stand there and you and you look at these these homes that these people have worked their lives for. In some cases, yeah. they're they're generational, right? Yeah. And there's one in particular that's massive. And Is that the one you showed me? It's the one I showed you. It's a gorgeous house. It's it's it almost looks like palm a palm trees. It looks like it looks like the compound from Scarface. And his backyard is the beach, and every night he sees the sunset. And do you know who that guy is? Lay it on me. The guy who owns Best Buy. Okay. And you say, you look at that, and you say, oh, my God. You know, and I, I wonder, when I look at that, I'm proud of him. I don't know the guy from a chili pepper. Sure. I am so Might proud nice of guy. him. Might be a jerk. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm proud he achieved that, number one. And number two, I'm proud of what that company has done for this country. Right. You well, you're realize, proud of the country it was it was there for that company do you to exist. Realize the amount of people he employs. Oh, but he didn't build that. The pleasure he brings through what he's offering. Yeah, but he didn't build that. to the consumers to this. It is so amazing when you look at it, and I wonder what kind of a person looks at that and says, "I'm jealous. I want him to give me something for nothing," because that guy is the greedy. Not the guy who lives in the 40,000-square-foot house. He's not the greedy. He's the doer. He's the achiever. He's who should be praised. Well, the, uh, the somebody greedy, who wants to keep some of their own money cannot be considered greedier than someone who wants to take some the, of that person's the money. The real greed in our country is those people who don't want to pay anything and want to be subsidized. There is not a more vicious or vile or, or determined greed than that of the sloth. By the way, that wasn't the first time Mnuchin went off with the uh, tax break. Uh, you mentioned the middle class several times. Lee Zeldin's going to be here in 15 minutes. A Republican who voted no yesterday, he says that's simply not the case. A lot of people in the middle class will actually pay higher because they live in his district. To him, you would say what? Well, I'm sympathetic to the issue in high-tax states. As I've said before, I've lived in New York and California. Uh, you know, for rich people in those states, their taxes are going to go up. Uh, having said that, they're going to get the benefit of the business tax reduction. So if you're I white, had to stop him. Can, can, can you just smell the class warfare coming well, off That's of what he's selling. That's what he is. That's what he has been. His life is about being a Democrat socialist, engineering taxation to eliminate his company and his friends from it, right. but implementing on all those others. Listen to the condescension, the conceit in of what course. he's saying. Only for he, Steve Mnuchin, can decide, and that small group of so-called representatives, they get to decide who keeps what, not the people who actually do it. You are arguing the immorality of socialism, and you're doing it as a Republican Congress, a Republican Senate, and a Republican White House. Uh, having said that, they're going to get the benefit of the business tax reduction. They're going to get the benefit of pass-throughs, which for small and medium-sized businesses, you'll have the lowest rates since we've had in the 1930s. And we've run lots of numbers for people who make 100, 200, 300,000 in New York, and the vast majority of those people all get tax cuts. It says you. Says they you. have cherry-picked a number of very tight brackets in which to apply that truth. Why are we doing this as an experiment? Why must I trust these frauds and liars and good-for-nothing? Well, part of it is because they have to appear to have an answer. Paul Ryan has never earned a dollar in his life of, of private sector. Nothing. Not through work, no. Not one. Yet he's got the answers for me that at seven days a week, different states working to do what? to pay the, the onerous taxation they give me, and to subsidize my family for what I can't use that they say I should get for free. I can't send my kids to the public school. 
Because I, me, like 50% of Chicago public school teachers, it's not good enough for me. It's not. It's not good enough for my kids. So I'll work to blow 3500 a month on tuition. And do I get credit for that? No. I still no. got to pay the property taxes. Right. Not only that, I'm capped on what I can write off. So I'm going to pay taxes on taxes because they view it from the money they can take. They're protecting the take, so they protect the spend and the fraud and the abuse. Liberty Hour. 312-642-5600. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with oh, Sean yes, you are. by calling 312 312- Six four two fifty six hundred. This is the Liberty Hour. Each and every week, pointing out, rejecting, and dissecting the political fraud meant to keep you as the slave, politicians as the rulers. And I'll tell you something. I like that we're so, we're both so tired that we've just thrown out every idea of good radio. I'm on I'm on that you know I'm on that hour adjustment. <laughs> I just got in, and I get in, and we're you know on the plane we're reading. I'm going through the text ridiculousness, the scam, yeah. the fraud, and then you realize you get to these these pseudo intellectual frauds like Mnuchin that the only reason he even worked at Goldman Sachs because Daddy got him a job. This fraud, and you, and and you see him say, you know what? If you live in these high tax states, well, too bad. And I think to myself, he basically means everybody in Illinois. He basically means everybody. So yeah, here everybody we are. Everybody in Illinois, everybody in California, everybody in New York. Right. They use your love and affection against you, right? Because my wife loves her family dearly, as I do. Right. We just went to a birthday party, and you, you, it's good that you get that second part in. You don't want to. You don't want to. What? I, I, okay, I got to move to save to out of protest and tear my wife away from her family. And as I sit at the party and I look at the kids, and and, and my brother-in-law's got it. Three beautiful little girls and all her family's there and all these little babies. And I think to myself, what are we doing for these kids' future? What are we leaving behind? Not only do we have the worst generation in the history, in my opinion, in the history of the country, that 1960s hippie socialist communist hybrid that we now call them senators and congressmen. Not only are they running things, but Republicans who promised for eight years under Obama they were going to reduce the size of government, give the power back to the people, in strengthen property rights, alleviate the, the bands of tyranny put on by these socialist frauds. What do they do? They strengthen them. They tighten them. They double down. And what do I see my countrymen, my, my other citizens vote for? Protectionism, national populism, the support of a progressive tax. And it's, it's, it's infuriating because what it shows you is Ronald Reagan, who, by the way, I can't notice, but they, they, they help but notice, they constantly compare Trump to, which is such a joke. It's hilarious. On so many levels. First of all, the suit, twice as much fabric. Twice as much fabric. Yeah. Uh-huh. I would know. No question. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> right? You, when you run a touch, you've got to pay the $50 extra uh, You fee. know, they just I give me two when I take them guys together my wedding and we're party. good to go. Yeah, sure. I remember. As long as one, only one of the Cumberbund shows, none of the clips out in the front, <laughs> good to go. So what do, what do you have now? We have that we are now just arguing the tinkering of the immorality of socialism at every level. And now Trump gets back from his trip abroad 12 days in the Orient or Asia. All right, you can't say Orient anymore. Although can't I love that either. movie, Orient Express. Anyway, 12 days and 
selling this protectionist scheme, right? And it's all covered up. Are we pivoting already? I wanted to uh, play Mnuchin's uh, you know what? I can't get cognitive dissonance on this You were the one week. that got frustrated and threw him. Well, give me one more Mnuchin, then I, we'll pivot. I just I can't get enough of this one. As it stands right now, the makeup of the Senate, do you think you have 51 votes? Uh, I am confident we are going to get this passed in the Senate. In I time. hope you don't. That wasn't a yes. In that is a yes. It yes, is a yes. That was a yes. Just to be clear, Fair I enough. think we will get this passed in the Senate uh, in, in the near future. I think I'm going to get my kid an actual unicorn for uh, Christmas. She's been asking for one. I think if you support Donald Trump, and there are many of you that do, and I understand the binary choice. I was there for it all, right? The lesser of two evils, yada, yada, yada. You should realize that what Mnuchin is selling you is exactly what Clinton would have sold you. The class very, warfare. Very close. Exactly. The very, class very warfare, close. the tax, the, the high producer, right? The demonization of the producer, of the so-called rich. And, 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 and the distraction of it all. It's a distraction play. And it, it's working. So what I was going to go to is it reminds me that when Reagan gave us the speech where he said we are going to enter a thousand years of darkness. I think that's what it was, right? It was a thousand years of darkness. He was talking about socialized medicine during uh, his 1965 speech. That he was merely a respite of this government uh, uh, growth, of this spending. That his eight years, although I disagreed with him on many, many things, but really when you go back, history will show, that was the, 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 the most our money was given back to us was during those eight years. Yeah. That Republicans from now on will be in the vein of Nixon, who was a lying, fraudulent scumbag, that, the, that only bureaucracies will grow, only taxation and spending will grow, and only your liberty will shrink. And that's just the way it is. And it's happening by, with the rally cry of former Tea Party people, people who said they rejected the socialism, the taxation, the spending of both Bush and Obama, now advocate for it. So what you have here is a situation where who do the people that, that you're just constantly going to be ruled by a mob, that, that the republic that we were promised yeah. has transformed into the, the majority rule mobocracy we were promised would never happen. We got an interesting take from Mike and Plano. I don't personally agree with them, but let's, let's go to him. Let's got. go to him. Hey, Mike, thanks for calling the show. One of the brave that got through, one of the few. <laughs> hey, guys. I, I wanted to mention the reason uh, I think I could be wrong, but the reason this tax plan is structured the way it is, it's part of partisan warfare. But what the Republicans are doing is. They realize they're never going to win New York, California, or the, any of these blue states again in national elections. So they're basically doing this to screw over the uh, Democrats in the blue states, and they're willing to even throw their own Republican congressmen in, in the red districts in those areas under the bus. You know what I noticed, Mike? And I noticed this years ago when it was always this lesser of two evils that we heard about. We really started to hear about this lesser of two evils in the 70s for the most part, 60s and 70s. When you win without principles, you're losing in slow motion. We're losing in slow motion, brother. And I ain't worried about me and you. We're already half over with. What about our kids and our grandkids and the great ones yet to be born? We're destroying our country through pretend representation. Mike, thank, thank you so much for calling the show. This is the Liberty Hour, 312-642-5600. Sean from Elmwood Park. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer.
For many years, the United States systematically opened our economy with few conditions. We lowered or ended tariffs, reduced trade barriers, and allowed foreign goods to flow freely into our country. But while we lowered market barriers, other countries didn't open their markets to us. Which is why we had a booming economy. No kidding. See, but they didn't treat the, they. They must not have taught that at Wharton. Isn't that where he went? <laughs> right. I mean that. They I, definitely didn't tre- teach that at Trump University. I'm convinced his father built a library there. That's why he doesn't release the transcripts. All that hobnob about release your uh, o- Obama's college transcripts, which I agreed with. I think he was a D student too. Show me this guy's transcripts, because what he's arguing against is the free market. You see, and what he's doing is he's putting government in the position of power over private industry. And he didn't stop there. We can no longer tolerate these chronic trade abuses, and we will not tolerate them. Despite years of broken promises, we were told that someday soon everyone would behave fairly and responsibly. Now, I've learned to sort of just dismiss with a giant grain of salt effeminate, soft-spoken Trump because uh-huh. that's when he's reading what someone else wrote. Well, here's the other you thing. You can take him at face value when he's loud. I'll tell you the other faced. hopefulness of this trip that it really showed me is thankfully he has the cowardice of conviction. You see, he's, right. he, he's a bloviator, right? But he, he doesn't like all of these countries as he ran China and all the rest of it. Yet when he gets in front of these people, he's got their wardrobes on, and he's singing and dancing and throwing around tossels. He doesn't have the courage of conviction. So thankfully, that's our only hope, because what he's really promoting is government authoritarianism over private business. See, that's when you hear frauds, and you'll hear them, mainly their coast-to-coast hosts who pretend to be free marketers, and their coast-to-coast hosts who want to talk about fair trade. Do you know what they mean by fair trade? They mean a third-party interpretation of a two-party transaction. See, trade is real simple. Country is very simple. So I give you this dirty paper that we call currency, and you give me goods I see value in that I feel I can turn around and offer and sell for a profit. That is my risk. But see, what the government wants to do is say, no, no, no. You're not giving us enough of that product just from sales tax. You're not giving us enough of that product just from taxing the people involved in importing it and the many thousands, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of jobs your endeavor created. That's not enough for us because we've got to protect these unions that pay our contributions. See, we can't compete in that free market. So we must put on war sanctions on our citizens, and we'll call them tariffs. I wish... Previous administrations in my country saw what was happening and did something about it. They did. It's called the Hoover. They did not, but I will. There you go. From this day forward, we will compete on a fair and equal basis. We are not going to let the United States be taken advantage of anymore. But we're going to keep bending over. He doesn't have the power to do it. In fact... Congress, not constitutionally, he doesn't have the power. So Congress better step up and reject this rhetoric of tyranny because we don't have an overlord in our economy. We're the boss. They're the slave. We need to get back to that. We need to get back to putting these fraud politicians who have a history of sketchy business in their past to get them out of the control of our of our economy and us back in it. Now, it's there's no easy way to do it. 
But I have to tell you, Macbeth, fastest hour of my weekend. You know, and if you keep up like that, you're going to get deported. We what need country do you hour. come from, sir? Yeah, I come from <laughs> this one, baby. Land of the free, home of the brave. And we don't let politicians tell us what fair is. We tell them what it is. This is the Liberty Hour, fastest hour of the weekend. And, and to everybody who called, listen, I'm sorry I didn't get to you. Paul, Pete, Joanne, Jim, call next week. But we had to get through this. I'm tired of being distracted with senators pulling their pants down. We'll never have a show if we talk about that. Liberty Hour. I have to go home. 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 Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.